John Kerry might be in some trouble. But, you know, I doubt it. About 1.6 million people really don't like Gavin Newsom. People are saying chow to blue states, and the federalization of local police departments starts. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbass Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbass Talking Politics. I know this is a later episode, but I got my last COVID shot today. I know a lot of my friends on Twitter are yelling at me. So's half my family. The other half is thrilled that I got it. And I think this is the perfect time to do a Dumbasses Talking Politics short on YouTube. Yay! I'm really excited about that. It seems to work out well. I just need to learn how to use my video editing software. For some reason, they keep changing this software and nothing works the same. But we'll get it and I think it'll be a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun last time. I was really nervous in front of a camera. But if you haven't seen it, uh, go to YouTube, um, search for gene.d.bach or search for Dumbasses Talking Politics. It should be there. Okay, so let's get to the news. John Kerry is in some trouble. John Kerry. I don't do it as well as Ben Shapiro, but okay. It's going to be interesting to see if anything happens to him with this because this is a serious issue. So here's the story. A tape of a conversation from the Iranian foreign minister, okay, I'm going to destroy this, but give me a break here. Mohammad Javad Zarif, Zarif, I think that's right, was secretly released without his knowing it. Um, This is a big deal. Uh, One of the things he said on the tape, and I got a feeling that Mr. Zarif might be facing a ballistic missile in his future because Iran does not want information like this going out that the it is actually the Iranian Revolutionary Guard and the mullahs that are creating political policy in Iran not the political arm of the government so in other words the prime minister or president or whatever they're calling uh, the political leader in Iran is not running anything now this is not this is not some big surprise. We already kind of knew this. It's just we never had the confirmation. Now we do. This is important because the Revolutionary Guard is responsible for a lot of terrorist plots. And if we now we can honestly look at Iran and say, this is a terrorist state. They've got a terrorist group that are running the Iranians. But this isn't it. This isn't even the big news in this, because everyone kind of knew the Revolutionary Guard was running things. It is now, the big surprise from this tape is that former Secretary of State was telling Zarif that Israel was responsible for 200 attacks and sabotage attempts, over 200 attacks and sabotage attempts in Iran. He wasn't secretary. Now, he was formerly the secretary of state. Got it. But he was not when he gave this information. He wasn't the secretary of state. This was back in 2018. This was during the Trump administration. Well, here's a newsflash for you. This is against the law. He's not allowed to do that. He can't just give away classified information. It was really even questionable that he should have been talking to the mullahs when he wasn't Secretary of State and didn't represent the United States. Well, of course, this 
typical crap. Kerry tweets, quote, I can tell you that the story and these allegations are, are unequivocally false. This never happened, either when I was Secretary or State, a Secretary of State or since. Yeah, I, I think that's probably BS. You can't tell, right? It, it's um, it, it's going to be very difficult to prove, even on a, a, a tape. Chances are it's probably true. And do you know why it's probably true? Because he says it's not. So, you know, hey. When, Je- when uh, asked, Jen Psaki, the press secretary for the Biden administration, she said, quote, we're not going to comment on leaked tapes, end quote. For me, a denial is basically saying, well, he may have done it, he probably did do it, blah, blah, blah. I, John Kerry's a jerk, and he doesn't like President, he didn't like President Trump. And when the uh, Iran nuclear agreement was eliminated, um, he was really pissed about it. So I can believe he did anything he can to get to actually calm the Iranians down after Trump basically left the JCPOA. That's what it's called. Listen, John Kerry's a piece of crap. The only thing he's ever been right on is marrying the right type of woman so he could be a billionaire without actually having to work to be a billionaire. There was no question he was undermining the Trump administration during Trump's presidency. Kerry was in Iran twice, and he had no business to be there. As a matter of fact, he was actually getting accused of things that, I mean, treason, sedition. There were words being thrown, but of course the media ignored it. So it never went anywhere. And of course the Democrats said, no, he never did that. Okay, whatever. When Trump pulled out of the Iranian nuclear agreement, he was recording, he was recorded saying that Iran should just wait until the Trump administration was replaced and things would go back to the way they were with the next administration. Pallets of money, no uh, uh, restrictions on what they can do for nothing. For absolutely nothing. Listen, the J, the JCPOA was a crap agreement. The United States got nothing out of it. We, we, we took away sanctions and we gave them pallets of money. And I hear leftists sit back and say, well, it was their money in the first place. No, it wasn't. It was the United States. It was our money. It was, it was taken. If I'm dealing drugs and I make a million dollars on drug dealing, guess what? The government takes that money. That's exactly what happened with Iran and their terrorism. That's not only a foreign agent violation. I would even go so far as to call it treason or at least sedition. A bunch of Republicans are calling for Kerry to resign. Representative Elise <coughs> Safnick, a Democrat uh, from, or no, I'm sorry, a Republican from New York said, quote, his criminal act, this is a criminal act. And John Kerry must be immediately investigated and prosecuted. President Biden must immediately remove John Kerry from any government or advisory position. Fact check, true. Is it going to happen? Probably not. Nikki Haley, the former U.S. ambassador, said, quote, This is disgusting on many levels. Biden and Kerry have to answer to why Kerry was, would be tipping off Iran the number one sponsor of terror. And now we know, by the way, that's me talking. Now we know 
the terrorist organization, the fundamentalist terrorist organization of the of the mullahs, the Revolutionary Guard, is actually making policy over there. Okay, so this is true. And we've always known this, but Anyway, continuing with what Haley said, while stabbing one of our greatest partners, Israel, in the back, because, you know, they love Israel. The Biden carry, Obama, Obama's running things. Let's call it what it is. This is his third term. So the, the, they hated Israel. They always, I, I don't know why, but they've always hated Israel and they did stab him in the back. Donald Trump Jr. said, imagine for a second uh, a Trump official sitting at the NSC, like Kerry does, told the Iran details about Israeli strikes. I believe the media would be screaming treason, and they wouldn't be too far off. But of course, they'll say and do nothing because they're useless propagandists. Hello? They did do that. His name was General Mike Flynn. For those who don't remember this, Mike Flynn went to the Soviet Union after Trump was elected, which, by the way, is kind of common for a guy who's a defense advisor. And he was talking to the Soviets. Well, he was talking, not the Soviet Union, excuse me, they're gone, Russia. And he was talking to the Russians, and they screamed that he had no business doing that because Obama was still president. Of course... He he does. The incoming presidency is supposed to be doing that. But they accused him of exactly the same thing that the Republicans are accusing Kerry of. Except Kerry is doing something different. Kerry is actually giving him classified information. There's no evidence. By the way, there's no evidence that, that Flynn actually violated the um the foreign agency act with the uh, with the Ru- with the russians but now we've got a little bit of evidence that said um he was not only violating the foreign agencies acts a foreign agency agent act he was actually committing treason he was giving them classified information that's treason listen nothing's going to happen to this guy but if I were but if I were the Republicans, I'd go after Kerry and I'd go after him hard. I would not only try and get him kicked out of office, but I would also try and get him indicted. The same thing happened to Flynn. I just said that. Who actually didn't do anything illegal when he went to Russia. And if Kerry did say this, he gave away classified information that puts in danger one of our allies in Israel. This is a big problem. I know Kerry hates the Jews and Israel, but it is illegal to give away classified information. As far as I see, he should be facing at least two charges. Would he be indicted? I don't know. Would he get a pardon? Probably. But he should be indicted and the Republicans need to go after him. Just like they went after Mike Flynn. They went after Stephanopoulos. They went after all of those guys. Payback's a bitch. Okay. Um, well, it's a go in California. The recount has been completed. 1.6 million signatures have been verified, and the recall election is going to happen in California. Gavin Newsom, 
the incompetent and hypocrite governor of California, who looks like a looks like a a Ken doll. Uh, by the way, I I'm sure he's anatomically correct to a Ken doll. I he's going to be facing, if you know what I mean. In other, how do, he doesn't have a penis is what I'm saying. Um, is facing a second the second recall that I've seen in California in my lifetime. The first one was Gray Davis. He was recalled and replaced by Arnold Schwarzenegger. That didn't work out great for California. Um, listen, Gavin Newsom has been an absolute disaster. I would be surprised if he if they didn't have a recall election. So that's not a thing. Do I think it's going to go anywhere? Stay tuned. The answer is no. Let's call it what it is. His COVID, Newsom has messed up California big. His COVID response has been terrible. Getting shots in arms, um, locking down the, the state. The state is one of, is still, a Michigan is beating him now. But the state is still one of the highest level of COVID spread. And we've been completely shut down for a year. Um, his state has the highest taxes in the country, and we have a huge debt problem. His state is the, has the highest homeless rate in the country, and he's not doing anything about it. And as a matter of fact, his regulations and his taxes are preventing housing from being created in this state. You put on top of that, he's trying to eliminate Prop 13. And if you don't know what Prop 13 is, it is the ability, it is the um, law that says that a person who owns a home can only pay at max 1% of his home's value. Newsom's been trying to go around that for I don't know how long. They're even, they're getting real tricky on it too. As a matter of fact, there was some scare that we may actually lose it in the last election. Um, that he he's trying to get around that somehow. We're not sure how he's going to get around it, but you just watch. The state has a huge drug and crime problem, and they just keep legalizing drugs. He's a hypocrite on this COVID policy, spending time unmasked and with a bunch of people who are unmasked at the French Laundry restaurant at 1200 and plate dinners. Meanwhile, you can't go spend Thanksgiving or the 4th of July with any of your family because of COVID, right? What a hypocrite. His immigration popular, popu, uh, pop, his immigration policy is very unpopular in California. And I don't mean very unpopular with white Californians. It's very unpopular with white Californians, black Californians, and Mexican-American Californians. Oh, if I could have Josie sit here and talk about this, she would go off. Because now, illegal aliens, they're getting driver's licenses, they're getting health care, they're getting education, they're getting stimulus checks, they're getting everything that citizens should be getting. And a lot of citizens are losing their jobs because of low-paying wage earners. And low-paid wage earners are losing their jobs because they're getting it to low-paying or people who are not legal and don't have any experience. They can't do anything but low-paying jobs. His transgender policy is also unpopular. I mean, he wants restrooms to be um, 
you be able to have a man should be able to walk into a women's restroom. A woman should be able to walk into a men's restroom. He's actually said that women should men should be able to compete in women's sports. This is not popular, and he's shutting down churches for COVID policy. This is not popular. Now, the recall in California, and I remember this from when uh, Gray Davis was recalled, it's a two-step process. It's on the same ballot. Okay, the first thing we do is we vote for a recall. If we vote to recall Gavin Newsom, um, then we get a chance to vote uh, for another individual that runs for governor. So let's say Caitlyn Jenner, and she's the only one I know that's running so far. Um, I decide that I would rather have a transgender woman who's a Republican be governor than Gavin Newsom, which is true. I would sit back and say, yes, Gavin Newsom, vote for Caitlyn Jenner. If I vote no, I don't think he should be recalled. You're done. You turn in your ballot. That's it. Okay. Um, Again, the Caitlyn Jenner thing, I'm just using it as an example. I'm not saying I would vote for her. Uh, but if I don't, I don't know who else is voting and I haven't heard a lot of policies, which I think we talked about yesterday. I don't think anything's going to happen with this. I think Gavin Newsom's going to remain governor. Um, I don't think he's going to be recalled. Not because, not because he doesn't deserve it, but because California is so corrupt that he will get away with it. I think he will actually be recalled in the vote, but our... Our system is so bad as far as voting in California is, I I don't think, I don't trust it. And I mean, literally, I do not trust it. You're going to see the same voting. Matter of fact, that's one of the reasons why, what I'm going to look at when we look at other candidates, what is your stance on voting in California? Because California is extremely corrupt. I, as far as I'm concerned, you cannot trust any elections in California. I rarely vote for anything in California because I don't see the point of it. I know it's going to get either overturned in a court or it's just they're going to lose my ballot. So I don't think this is going to be a thing. Uh, I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone in California who actually likes Gavin Newsom. And I know a lot of people in California. So... Uh, we're just going to have to see. I have a feeling this recall election is just going to confirm my distrust in the government and in the voting process in California. I, I don't think anything's going to happen. I'm excited for it. Maybe he'll learn something, but I kind of doubt it. In better news, people are getting sick and tired of these liberal blue states, and the census is showing it. The Democrat, the numbers are out and the Democrats are running into some huge problems. So they have actually come out with reappropriationment, which is going to be new. Okay, the House of Representatives, the number of representatives per state in the House is determined by the population. So I'm I'm not exactly sure what the population is, but here it is. States gaining seats for reappropriationment. Texas plus two. So Texas is beginning to inherit seats because people are moving out of blue states and they're moving into red states. North Carolina, 
plus one. North Carolina, another red state. Colorado plus one. That's kind of a surprise. Colorado is actually a blue state. Some people would say it's a purple state, but I can't remember the last Democrat governor, uh, the Republican governor that ran there. So Colorado, you could say it's kind of purple-ish, but for the most part, it's a heavy, heavily military state, mostly the Air Force. Um, but they gain a, they gain a, but they have no state taxes. I don't think they have property taxes. So people are, and it's a beautiful state. Uh, Oregon plus one, little surprise there, uh, because Oregon is a leftist state. But I think I do not think uh, Washington does not have a state tax, which really surprised me. I think Oregon might not have a state tax tax too, but Oregon is a leftist state, and they do have a ton of regulations, um, which makes it kind of surprising they actually grew in population. Montana plus run, not a shock. It's a re- far-right state, and they actually are easing up on their gun laws. And Florida plus one. This was a surprise. I actually thought Florida was going to get a plus two here, and they ended up with a plus one. Still good. So right off the bat, you are looking at red states gaining two, three, four, two, three, four, five representatives and losing two. And I want to put in the losing two, I'm counting Colorado and Oregon. Um, You could say that Colorado is kind of in the air because they do vote Democrat. It really is kind of a purplish state because of their military presence. Oh, here's a shocker. States losing seats. California minus one. I'm a little surprised about California losing one. I, I thought California and New York lost one too. I thought California and New York would actually lose two each. You got to remember something. Uh, U-Haul is the greatest indicator of people jetting out of or leave or going to states. To drive from San Francisco to Texas with a U-Haul, it costs about two thousand dollars to drive that truck to you to Texas. To drive from Texas to California, San Francisco, it costs about four hundred dollars. This is from U-Haul. And the reason is, in Texas, they're tr- California, they're trying to get their U-Haul trucks back. The reality is, if they want to get their trucks back, a U-Haul ha- driver has to actually drive the trucks back, and that costs some money. So, a little surprise there, minus one for both. Uh, I think New York is going to be really interesting. That minus one thing, that's coming in 2022. Who are they going to pull out of there? Who's California going to pull out of there? Um, Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. You're going to see some real redistricting fights in these states. Illinois is losing one, another far-left state. Not a shock. I'm shocked they are only losing one. Michigan is losing one. I'm a little shocked there. I thought they were going to lose two. Ohio is losing one. Ohio uh, voted for Trump. They're kind of a purplish state. West Virginia losing one. Uh, Their economy is not great. They are a red state, so that's kind of a surprise. (coughs) And Pennsylvania is losing one. Pennsylvania, still, I would consider a purplish state, but it is leaning blue. So the blue will lose. The Democrats lose one, two, three, four, five, six representatives. Okay, 
you could go, I'll, I'll even make a stretch, they lose five representatives, because Ohio may not be actually a blue state, but they're purple. West Virginia is really the only Republican state that loses anything. And West Virginia has some economic problems. So here's the thing. This is going to be tough for Democrats because Democrats only have a five or six representative lead. 2022 is looking really, really good. And I'm thrilled about this. I personally think we only have about six months. The Republicans do. They only have about six months to survive. When elections start, the election cycle starts, which should be around October of this year, you're not going to get a lot passed. This is one of the reasons why Biden is really pushing to pass things now. He's pushing to pass things now because he doesn't think anything's going to happen after 2022. He's probably going to use this, lose the Senate. I, I would go so far as to say he's going to lose the Senate. And right now, it definitely looked like he's going to lose the, the House. And he will be a deadweight president um, for his final two years. So it's going to be interesting to actually see. Now, the one thing that really needs to be pushed, and people are pushing this, especially in Texas and Florida, they're saying, hey, you're welcome to our states. Don't bring the crappy policies from your home state here. So Florida, the police chief from Florida actually said that. Do not bring your crappy policies here. And the kicker with that is that um, I don't think that's what's happening. I don't think leftists are actually leaving New York. I don't think leftists are actually leaving uh California, I believe it's probably right people, conservatives, uh, independents. I think they're actually leaving these states and they're going to Texas. I, I know a lot of people that have left this state and a lot of them, they are not leftists. They are uh, conservative. They're liberals. Some of them are liberals, but they're not crazy liberals. They're, they're, they're classical liberals, a lot of independents. A lot of conservatives are leaving. I mean, I'm not going to be in the state for more than a year. I can't afford it. It's insane. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in 2022. Folks, this is one thing I always say, don't panic, don't panic. And I know sometimes I get really angry when I talk about some of these crazy ass things. I'm trying to change that. But this is fun. This is a fun time. There's going to be a backlash to this leftist BS that we're seeing right now. I don't think conservatism is dead. I think the Republicans do not represent conservatism very well, Liz Cheney, but I don't think it's dead. And I think there's going to be a huge backlash and we're seeing it. The people still have the power. We still have the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is... I would even say some of the activists, I think there are only two real activist justices on the Supreme Court. I don't think you're going to see any of this bizarre crap like Washington, D.C. becoming a state and uh, the court being packed or men can walk into women's restrooms as a federal mandate. I don't think we're going to see any of that stuff. So relax, have fun. This is fun stuff. 
And we are watching all of this change before our eyes. The last story of the day, um, this is one that is a little bit, I, I, this is a little bit more disturbing. Uh, the Justice, the Department of Justice is now launching a probe into the Louisville Police Department. Louisville is in Kentucky. This comes after the Justice Department started running the same investigation into the Minneapolis Police Department. Now, I don't think this is a good thing. Small police, police departments typically can't financially fight the Department of Justice. They have tens of millions of dollars in their budget, whereas the Justice Department has billions of dollars in, the, in, the budget, in their budget. So typically what ends up happening when, uh, gov- when the federal government, the DOJ, comes up with recommendations, I can't remember what that's actually called, um, the states, this, the lo- local police divisions actually just go with it. They do, they adopt the Justice Department's recommendations. The other problem is the Justice Department investigations typically don't go deep into their analysis. So one of the examples would be they'd look at the race of an individual that is arrested or is um, arrested or is pulled over, and they see, okay, fifty percent black or 40% black, 45% white, 15% other. The problem with this is they don't actually look at the crimes themselves. The Obama administration did this all the time. And the problem is they basically said you're pulling over too many black people. Not that blacks were committing that number of traffic offenses they don't look at the traffic offense they only look at who you're pulling over so what's going to end up happening Merrick Garland thank god he's not our chief or not our justice but what's going to happen is Merrick Garland is going to sit back and say oh 50% of blacks are being pulled over and he's not going to mention well yeah but they were 49% were actually committing moving violations and then they're going to make a recommendations based off that Mickey Mouse thing. So that's that's not great. Um, the recommendations have been done in the past. The Obama administration did this constantly. They did this constantly. And those cities adopted the recommendations because they really just couldn't fight the Justice Department. Here's the problem. Um, crime didn't go down. Crime went up. So all these states, all these cities that adopted the policies of the federal government ended up still having a crime problem. This is really bad. I don't like this because it basically is trying to federalize police jurisdictions. And I don't believe police jurisdictions, uh, localities should be federalized. Let them run their own cities. Let the states run their own police department. They understand the situation better than the federal government does. And the federal government's analysis is typically flawed anyway. So I just, I don't, I think it's a bad idea. And, but I think it is what the federal government wants to do with policing. 
They want to federalize policing. They do not want state police. They do not want uh, localities to have their own police departments. They want a federal policing division. That's what they want. That's why you have. I think you have all of this. Oh, systemic racism crap is because the federal government wants power and they want to control the police departments themselves. The states, they don't want the states controlling anything. You can tell that with the voting laws. The states are sitting back making voting laws that the Democrats and the federal government don't like. So what does the federal government do? They sit back and they try and pass a bill that federalizes the elections. This isn't a good thing. We never want the federal government dealing with localities. Okay. So I'm going to actually go out and probably either later on today or tomorrow record a, uh, a uh, Dumbasses Talking Politics shorts. And uh, you can visit my uh, YouTube channel at uh, YouTube. Uh, I, well, I don't know what it's called, but you can search for either gene.d.bach or you can search for Dumbasses Talking Politics and you'll actually be able to see it. I probably shouldn't give my name, but I did anyway. And... Uh, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. Visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and you can take a look at all my links. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>